What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I don't know. I, I've been singing it, but not because of the lyrics, but it's just such a great song. Kill the boar, kill the white farmer. Uh, you know, it's very popular right now. They're singing it in stadiums in uh, South Africa, and everybody's freaking out. Oh, they're singing about killing the white man and the white farmer. Uh, it's just such a catchy tune. I don't know how you don't sing it, quite honestly. But those who are all freaked out about it, we'll talk about it here in just a second. Also, the latest on Hunter Biden as well. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. This week, Goldline is helping you do a piece of your own homework again with a great piece on their website and in their weekly market update email. If you're not signed up for their email list, you should sign up. It's free. Um, they've included a great piece from MarketWatch called No Chance We're Having a Soft Landing. It quotes David Rosenberg. This is the former chief of North American economists in, uh, at Merrill Lynch. He's a guy who knows you know, a little bit about what he's talking about, and he's indicating there is no way that we can land softly in the middle of the hardest tightening by the Fed since the Paul Volcker years. He says re- recessions are like an odorless gas. They sneak up on you. And next thing you know, you're dead. When actually, you don't know that you're dead. I mean, unless you see yourself leaving your body and you're like, wow, that gas must have been helium because I'm floating. Oh, there I am on the floor. I must be dead. Anyway, uh, to help you economically, to be defensive, this week Goldline has a special offer on their historic $5 gold Liberty coins and Indian head coins. These are the ones that I buy. With every tube or box of 20 of the $5 Liberty and Indian head coins you acquire this week, you'll receive five of the one-ounce silver Goldline bars absolutely free. You don't have to have egg on your face if the market implodes and you are not protected with precious metals. Call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So, Stu, once you start singing Kill the White Farmer, can you ever get it out of your head? And yeah, it's so catchy. Now, I don't agree with Killing White Farmers. It's just the song is fantastic. It's just a great song. You know, it gets in your head. It's an earworm. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, yeah, mm. you start being a little more open to at least hurting white farmers. But it takes a while of singing <laughs> right. the song over sure. and over again to get there. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess the uh, the South African Marxist Leninist political party, who would have, I mean, really, honestly, who would have thought they would have lasted all 10 years? They had a big 10 year celebration. That's great. They're the economic freedom fighters and uh, their uh, leader, Julius Malema said, we're with President Putin, we are Putin, Putin is us, and we're not with the U.S. And then he had uh, 100,000 of his followers uh, singing, uh, shoot to kill, kill the boar, kill the farmer. And, uh, and, and here, here he is. Warn you, it's, it's an earworm. Just got this out of my head, too. The farmer, kill the boar, the farmer, Brr, kill the boar, kill the farmer. Brr, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, 
So it's uh, it's quite a quite a festivity down there with the uh, communist Marxist Leninists, um, <laughs> who I think they are are I think there's teaching CRT I think in South Africa in a completely unrelated note. So uh, now there's something else that's going on. Before we get to Hunter Biden, uh, I just thought it was I just thought it was important. Singer Brook. Brocade? Is it brocade or brocade? Do you know, Stu? It's the world oh, famous. It's embarrassing singer. that you don't know it, so I don't want to correct you. So you're not even going to say. I'm not even okay, going to say it yeah. myself. No. So uh, she's, I guess, big somewhere mm. uh, in the West. Huge. Um, but uh, in November of 22, uh, she married a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. Uh, now, you might say to yourself, what do you mean Victorian soldier? Uh, well, I mean Victorian, somebody who, uh, you know, Victorian era was a soldier. And, of course, he's long dead now. But uh, she married his ghost. And she had a ceremony and, and everything. And who are you to judge? Okay. Uh, he identifies as being dead. Uh, she indent- identifies as being alive. What? what? Who mm. are you to judge saying they can't get married? So uh, now it's a ghost that only she can see and talk to. But, uh, you know, people have married their cat. So why not? So Brocade uh, has now claimed that her otherworldly husband has started having an affair with Marilyn Monroe's ghost. Oh, come on. And yeah, I mean, Marilyn is up there. She is screwing with with married couples like crazy crazy you know the human ghost couples uh and she's like look i'm full ghost and he's like she's going to be someday and uh, she's like but i am full ghost right now and then you know she has the chanel number five on and apparently uh he would come home late at night smelling of chanel number five and then he'd make inappropriate comments uh about the dead singer and she didn't like it so what do you do Now, a lot of people would say, well, I'm going to divorce that ghost. That's what she did, right? No, of course not. She believes she's much more traditional than you think. She uh, decided that they needed to start going to see a medium for marriage counseling. Uh, But the marriage counseling medium uh, could could not help this out. In the end... It wasn't the infidelity, uh, but it's the same thing. I mean, this happens all the time. It was the idea, the issue of children. Um, he got unbearable. This, according to Brocade, uh, quote, he got unbearably intense and started haunting me with a screaming baby after I told yeah. him I didn't want his children. You hate to hear that. Uh, it's just, you know? it's the story is old as time. He, uh, she said, he used to punish me for wanting something different as I didn't want a conventional family. And I think we all know that. I mean, he should have known that. She, <laughs> you know, she didn't go the traditional way. Yeah, marrying somebody that was kind alive. of on the billboard outside uh, the theater. You should have known that this is not going to be a traditional right, relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and she also said it's too soon after uh, their wedding. Um, she claims Eduardo started haunting her with the sounds of babies screaming in the night. Uh, she said, you know, please being married to a ghost is harder than most people think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Amen. when she decided mm-hmm. to divorce, uh, with an exorcism. And, uh, she said it was, uh, the whole experience of divorce, harrowing and haunting. 
She said, I lost what, control what, of all my limbs. What about the exorcism? Was that also was... harrowing <laughs> or just a divorce? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm describing her, her divorce. Uh, uh, lost control of all my limbs with every part of my body shaking and sweating. It also gave her a bout of Tourette's and a craving for raw lemons. Um, so, can I just point out one little mm-hmm. thing here? Yeah, uh, Glenn. Um, sure. All everything you just said is no mm-hmm. less sane than thinking you're the opposite gender of what you are. Well, I don't think this is insane. That's what I tweeted. That's what, just, I, I didn't mean, say it was, it was insane. I just said like, this was no less sane. Yeah, it's the exact amount Correct. of sanity. As believing you're the opposite gender. Now, we can all go to this person and say, you're right. You had this relationship with a ghost. That's one way of handling this situation. Uh What uh a terrible tragedy you had in your divorce slash exorcism. And we really hope we can help you through that because it's got to be difficult for you. That's one way of handling it. Or we could just call her nuts. That's that. That would be the old school way. And I know that's wrong. So let's we can all just embrace this situation. Why would we mock it? Doesn't seem like she's connected to reality, but hey, you know, is that really important? Well, I don't know if you uh, saw my uh, ex <laughs> yesterday on X. I, I <laughs> you know, definitely I did not. I don't not. know if you followed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you saw my tweet uh, on X. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I I showed this uh, this woman. She is horribly anorexic she literally looks like a uh a walking skeleton Mm. and she's probably in her 20s uh and she horribly anorexic she's a some sort of you know social media star and um showed this video of her and then she's lost a lot of weight and people were like you know hey you've got to have a sandwich or whatever you got to get help and i thought to myself how dare you I mean, we've learned from Lizzo that being fat is healthy. Mm-hmm. And if we can gather around and stop the fat shaming uh, by saying it's unhealthy, who are we to, uh, to judge another person uh, and say that, you know, they just they see themselves as fat? Yeah. Well, some people see themselves as a cat and we embrace that. If she sees herself as fat and that's her reality, who are we to deny it? Right. And, and stop her and saying, hey, you're not fat. How dare you? Oh, yeah. And I think we have to go farther. We have to affirm the fact that she is fat. We should say to her, yes, you yes. are fat. You should eat less. You shouldn't eat a sandwich. You should eat less. Yes. You're eating too much. Yes. You're overweight. What, what you think of yourself is true. You're very, very fat, and you need to lose weight immediately. Uh, it's unhealthy how that's fat just, you I, are. All I'm, doing, all I'm doing is... Affirming uh, your weight. You know, size affirming care. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm. That's doing. all we're doing. Just I'm just affirming her size. What she sees, I'm going to celebrate. It makes you're perfect right. sense. You're fat. You're you're fat. Mm-hmm. You're married to a ghost from the Victorian soldier. All that's true. Everything you think about yourself is true, whether it connects with reality or not. We affirm it. That's our policy now, and uh, that's the world the left wants. And I guess this is what we're supposed to bring to them now. Yeah, I didn't know how to react to that. All these people were like, oh, my gosh, she's so skinny. She clearly has a mental disorder, you know, anorexia. She needs help. And I thought, how dare you? How dare you? Mm. 
How Seriously, she's how a dare she's you? a whale. Why would you sing? She is a disgusting would... whale. She is a uh, why w- a hideous Gila monster. She needs to lose weight yes. immediately. I'd say have a salad, but that's too many calories for where you are right now. You fatto, you fatsy, fat so fatty, fat monster. Get off! Get off! Good for just you. Just stop this, showing pictures of yourself, care. you fatso. That's what we need to say yeah, to these people. Good. All anorexic yeah. people. That's how we should treat right. them now. Apparently, according yeah. to the media, affirm them, affirm yeah. their belief in what they are. Let them live the lives mm-hmm. that they want to live, and, and explain to them that they are who they are. Glenn, who are we to, to deny what they believe in their head that they are? We must affirm it. I, I was really upset that people said it was a mental disorder. Mm. I mean, they're not doctors. They don't know. Are they doctors? This is, she's living her best life and her happiest life. Okay. And uh, it's a really happy until life. you've mm-hmm. seen a fatty, fat, fatso that looks mm-hmm. like a skeleton uh, to you, to you, I will just say, I'm affirming her fatty, fat, fatness. But she looks like a skeleton to a lot of people. And, and I say to you, how dare you? Don't you dare, uh, well, soon dead shame her by calling her anorexic. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you dare do that. I mean, not now, but, you know, sometime in her very healthy, happy way of living, you know, she'll probably die. And those people will say, oh, it's because of anorexia. And how dare you? How dare you do that? All right, back in just a minute. Why is Jordan Peterson so controversial to some people? I don't know, because he speaks the truth. How about that one? Is that, is that possible? Um, he promotes personal responsibility, and personal responsibility is what we are missing in life. Gratitude and personal responsibility. Well, the writers of the Tuttle Twins books believe it should be taught to our children as well. And I want you to pick up this, this week for free the uh, book the tuttle twins and the 12 rules boot camp this is based on jordan peterson's uh, book all you have to pay for is shipping that's it your kids and your grandkids can begin absorbing the same values the same uh, emphasis on personal responsibility that you've absorbed from listening to jordan's work over the past several years unfortunately we live in a society where victimhood rules the day it's time to change that starting with our kids and grandkids Unfortunately, you're the only one that is going to do this in their life. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the book now. It's free for the next couple of days until the extra copies run out. Then you just pay for shipping. Go there now. Get the Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp while supplies last. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Mm. Where the hell my... Where the hell yeah. my phone, huh? How I'm supposed to get home, uh? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my... Where the hell my yeah. phone, huh? How I'm supposed to get home? Okay, 2.15, the lights come on. <laughs> I mean, she's just so sexy. All 400 pounds of her just jiggling there up on stage in what could be pants to you and me uh look like dental floss on her and i think it's wonderful yes i think it's wonderful yes uh, you know. celebrate fatness or or celebrate you know what some used to call anorexia uh because that's just as special we need just to affirm special. lizzo's belief that she's healthy
she believes she's yes. healthy. And that's where we should yes. affirm her belief that she is healthy. That's the only way to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, please I'll help be her. surprised if either one of them don't die of a heart attack. I'd be surprised. Uh, and I could say the same thing about me. Yeah. Be surprised if it's not a heart attack. In we, the we, we, see, Just this saying. is the difference, though, is we know we're unhealthy. See, that, that's the difference. We understand it. We look at reality and we say, good God, look at them. And that's how we live. We understand the truth. Uh, the society no longer represents the truth. It no longer represents reality. And I feel like maybe we should push back against that a little bit. Uh, it's very, well, very sad. Uh, by the way, Andy Biggs is going to go on uh, with us in just a few minutes. He's going to give the key takeaways from the Devin Archer testimony. He was there yesterday. Uh, so we'll see what his take is on the testimony that happened yesterday. By the way, uh, Michigan high school shooter Ethan Crumbly said he was going to, quote, have so much fun gunning down his classmates the night before he killed four students and injured seven others. Um, he recorded a manifesto and relatives of Crumbly's victims who attended the sentencing hearing heard the audio of the killer uh, declaring that he would be the next school shooter and needed to teach them a lesson. He pleaded guilty to the massacre, made the remarks in a manifesto he recorded the night before. Uh, He said, my name is Ethan Crumbly, age 15, and I'm going to be the next school shooter. Um, I thought a lot about it, and I can't stop thinking about it, but it's constantly in my head. I will walk behind somebody, and I'll shoot a bullet in their skull. I'm going to open fire on everyone in the hallway and try to hit as many people as I can. I'll reload, and I'll find the people who are hiding. He said the demon in him would take over. He said, I've worn my mask for too long. I can't take it. There are no voices in my head. The voices now are me. That's what people call demons. There are no demons. I am the demon. So uh, clearly uh, unwell and quite possibly, most likely um, uh, possessed. I want all of America to see the darkness in me. Uh, I want my parents to bawl their eyes out. This is just incredibly, incredibly uh, sad. Now, the defense said that they can, you know, uh, rehabilitate him. Uh, they pointed to the calls in his own journal saying, if, if somebody would just stop me, if all one of my teachers has to do is send me to the office and I will tell them about the bird head because he was killing birds uh, and I can get help. One call and that could save a lot of uh, lives. The evil has fully taken over in me and I used to like it, but now I don't want to be evil. I don't want my my parents don't listen to me, so I can't get any help. I feel like I'm in a tiny loop of sadness. Uh, Well, what's really unfortunate, the morning of the shooting, the boy and his parents met with a social with a school social worker after a teacher found some of his horrific journal entries He was allowed to stay, and no one checked his bag for any weapons. So somebody did try to stop him, and uh, it was too late. Boy, there is real evil that is is happening. Real evil. And uh, it's the only way I think you could explain any of this stuff. 
Now, with that being said, we have to be very, very, very careful. Because if you know history, you know now is the time that people take uh, and call for the same thing that the left is calling for, just with a religious label on it. And they call for a very powerful, uh, uh, unrestrained king or, or uh, dictator or administrator. It is exactly what we have now. But uh, people who believe in God will be duped into believing that's what it's going to take. I am for the restoration of the Bill of Rights and uh, the, the Constitution as written. I believe that was divinely inspired. And the way to fix all of this is to reset the country back to its factory settings. You don't need an unrestrained dictator or a vicar of the Christ to do it. Our sponsor this half hour, by the way, Andy Biggs is coming up next to talk about what happened in the hearing yesterday. I want to tell you about another hero and his family, police officer Jeffrey Carson and his family from Franklin, Tennessee. Officer Carson uh, Carson was a successful career country music singer, but he left all of it behind to serve his community. He was on the Franklin Police Department for 14 years, and then he had a fatal heart attack in the line of duty last year, mere weeks after his death. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation met with his wife and his son to let them know they'll be taking care of the mortgage. It's one less thing that they have to worry about now. This is what Tunnel to Towers does. They have helped over a thousand military and first responder families during the most difficult part of their lives. And it's because of people just like you. The foundation has helped hundreds of first responder families across America by removing the burden of a mortgage. Thanks to their supporters like you. Join them on their mission. It takes $11 a month. Please consider a donation of $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. T2T.org. Do your own homework. You will find these guys worthy of your time and money. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Also worth your time and money. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Andy Biggs is the Republican for Arizona, and he was there yesterday for the closed door Devin Archer testimony. Wanted to get his uh, reaction to it and the key takeaways from that testimony. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us now. Andy, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. It's uh, great to be with you. Thank you. So what did you what did you hear? Because there's. Uh, there's two takes on it. The New York Times said there's nothing new here. We knew that he was talking to many of uh, Hunter's investors, but they only talked about the weather. And the other side is saying, no, no, we, we have some real, uh, real evidence here. What happened? Well, I will tell you some of the some of the more important things that kind of tell you what the relationship was is that. Um, Devin admitted that, uh, you know, first of all, the, the, the vernacular, the guy, my guy, we have to find out what my guy's doing, um, the big guy, all that 
that's accurate. That's Joe Biden. But 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 Devin described it this way. He said, kind of the he didn't use the term competitive advantage, but he said that their advantage was the Biden brand. They were selling the Biden brand, and the Biden brand, uh, as we questioned him and got him to to disclose, this was really Joe Biden. So they were selling Joe Biden. They were selling access. And in in the in one the case I'm going to mention right now is the Burisma case which is the Ukrainian oil and gas company. So with Burisma, uh, they, Burisma was in trouble. They wanted to expand in the U.S. and Europe, etc., but they were having trouble because they were being investigated uh, by, by uh, Shokin. And, and Devin Archer said he didn't really know much about that. But one thing he did say, he said two things. Burisma would have gone out of business much sooner if the Biden brand, which is Joe Biden, had not been involved. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, second thing mm-hmm. he said is, he said with regard to uh, Joe Biden and his involvement with Burisma, for instance, he said people would be intimidated to, le- to not legally mess with Burisma because of Joe Biden. Now, I, I know that he, he later said that uh, uh, the Democrats used the Democrats suggested the term and then and then he adopted it that they were selling the illusion of access, but but that's not what the clients thought, and nor was it what necessarily what Biden thought. So okay, so so the, so, so Andy, if I, I mean in the first place. If he didn't know, if Joe Biden didn't know, then uh, Hunter Biden is then guilty in their country of fraud. Um, and if my son, if I found out my son was trading on my name and doing it without declaring that he was a, uh, a foreign agent, which you have to register as a foreign agent, he didn't, uh, I would be very upset as a dad. And especially if I'd protected him. So if he didn't know, um, then there's all kinds of questions that have to go. But did did not the White House? Uh, I mean, the New York Times said we've all known he spoke to his uh, business partners. Joe Biden did several times. We've known that for years. So Joe Biden is lying. But. Now they're making it out to like not a big deal lie. Then why was the lie there in the first place? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they, they're, they're they're trying to excuse him now. They, they're they're saying, well, uh, Joe Biden was just glad handing, right? Did Joe Joe Biden? Everybody acknowledges now he lied. He lied in the debate with Donald Trump. Okay, so he he's a we've all known he's an inveterate liar. He's uh, almost pathologically lied. He doesn't have to lie, but he'll lie anyway. But the other thing, too, is who were the people that he was calling to? Where was he going for meetings? So he, they, goes to, uh, they go to the, uh, that Milano restaurant in D.C. a couple of times. And, and what is connected with any of this? Well, uh, you've got the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, the richest per- person in Russia, considered an oligarch. Um, they, they, they spend literally uh, a ton of money. And uh, the number I heard yesterday was 188 million. I don't know if that's accurate, but they, but somehow three and a half million dollars finds it in the separate account for Hunter and Devin Archer, right? So that's, 
that's bizarre in and of itself. And it, and it coincides with Joe Biden going and sitting down and having dinner uh, with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and uh, this, uh, this mysterious wife of the, the former mayor of Moscow who's really loaded. And so you've got that. Then you've got another dinner that... It, that oh, wait, 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 wait. I think there's an important thing to point out here. That coincided with her and her husband being removed from the, you know, do not enter list, whatever that's called. Uh, she was not allowed to come into the United States. That was mysteriously lifted. Um, and really, it would take somebody, and then nobody knows how that was lifted or why that was listed. It, it would take somebody like Joe Biden, a vice president, to lift that. Um, so each of these meetings, we have something that they wanted being granted, but we just kind of leave that off to the side. Same with Burisma. They wanted right. uh, Shokin removed. They sold the illusion. Yet a week later, Joe Biden goes and does exactly what saved Burisma. Coincidence on both of those? Yeah, no, these, those aren't coincidences. And you're right. They, she was uh, 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 removed from the oligarch list the, that, so you can't get a visa to come to the U.S., those types of things. Um, so she's taken off that list. But when Burisma, here's what's really interesting about Burisma. Um, they, they, they have a dinner in Dubai. Um, Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden, and a couple, you know, the CEO and the secretary – for that corporation. Well, they say, the Burisma guy says, look, we're getting really a lot of pressure right now. We need some help from D.C. We need to get some help from D.C. So they excuse themselves, and Hunter Biden goes, they make a phone call. Now, Devin initially testified yesterday that it was to Joe Biden, but then uh, after uh, a kind of an admonition from his lawyer, he says, well, no, it was to D.C. I don't know who it was to. But, but what's interesting about it is, as you say, five days later, uh, Biden is over there uh, and he is holding uh, the Ukrainian government hostage. You're not going to he's going to extort the, the removal of Viktor Shokin, who is um, investigating Burisma, even though that's the other thing you always heard is that that Shokin uh, Biden wanted him because it's an anti-corruption thing. He wanted to get rid of Shokin because Shokin wasn't investigating investigating Burisma. That's not true. Shokin was investigating Burisma. Um, and so that's that's what happened there. Uh, and, and Joe Biden held a billion dollars U.S. taxpayer money hostage, in my opinion, without any authority to do that. And so uh, and Shokin gets fired. The investigation is dropped. Coincidentally. So, um, Andy, so what happens from here? Because I think this is a massive distraction that works um, in the favor of the the left being able to do all kinds of things while we're looking at this hand. What is it going to take before the House decides uh, impeachment? Well, I, I, I think we need to open up an impeachment inquiry as, as immediately. Now, an, an inquiry, what that does, it gives us more teeth in our subpoenas, more, more broad authority. It actually has due process, something you didn't see um, in the Democrats' rush to those two impeachments. You'd actually have an inquiry where the president's lawyers could be there and be present. We would 
be able to bring in people because because believe it or not, there are people here. You're probably going to believe this who have been uh, charged and sentenced who were Hunter Biden's business partners. Uh, there's at least I think the number is seven or eight business former business partners who have been uh, charged and convicted of, of crimes. We'd be able to bring them in, even if they're in custody, we'd have access to them so we could get their testimony. Uh, uh, and some of them have actually filed uh, court proceed, uh, pleadings in court that I've read that specifically talk about they were selling access to Joe Biden. Um, and those are the types of, when Joe Biden was vice president, uh, but even if, if not vice president, he, he was a senator before that. So they were selling that kind of access and influence. And then certainly the Burisma case protection. Um, and we we didn't even touch on China. We didn't touch, uh, uh, even though uh, Devin uh, said this and it was beyond the scope of the, the, the deposition yesterday, he mentioned uh, a meeting that they had, dinner that they had with this very murky guy, Jonathan Lee, in China, and and uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden brought in brought in uh, uh, Joe Biden's by uh, uh, a conference call for that. So and Jonathan Lee is totally sketcho, and so all of this, where we go is we keep expanding. We follow the evidence. I think we need to go to the inquiry because it it opens it up. It gives us more teeth, more power. Uh, and you're right, uh, the, the left continues to try to distract. Um, next distraction is going to be uh, uh, these uh, these new indictments uh, against Donald Trump. So that's that it's just constantly every time that there is something that should be breaking on the Bidens, it gets covered up by the media or the uh, uh, the police apparatus of the United States federal government. Well, Andy, I appreciate your willingness to come on and to speak to us and also uh, your willingness to serve at this time. If you are going against the deep state in this power, I mean, Devin Archer, uh, at least through intermediaries, had had spoken out about how he had received death threats and how uh, worried he he was for his own protection. I mean, you're dealing with uh, a mob the size and scope of the U.S. government. That, that's correct, Glenn. And uh, Devin Archer did mention that uh, that he had been threatened and received threats. And and uh, to the extent that I think he's still kind of on quasi on Team Biden, you know, I think it's because he's got to hedge his bets. He's got a family. He's going to be uh, locked up in a sure. prison. And uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of leverage that the Biden team still has. Not to mention the the absurd the absurd notion that De- Devin Archer and uh, uh, Jason Galanis were both partners of Hunter Biden. Those two guys were charged and convicted and going and once been in prison. Devin's going to prison. Hunter Biden never charged. That does that not tell you? Does that not tell you that dis- the 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 protection given to the Biden family by this apparatus? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy, thank you so much. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona. Thanks for everything. We'll talk to you again, my friend. Uh, Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. There are real estate agents out there, and some of them treat it like a hobby. The kind who are also out there are the kind that bust their butts because they actually care. When you are selling your home, you want the second type, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's a no-brainer. 
Years ago, I got frustrated with all the hassle of dealing with real estate agents, and I decided not only do I not want to deal with all of this, I don't want you have to, uh, to have to either. That's why I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. My company is making a difference in the way America buys and sells houses because the agents we work, for, work with do care. They do care. We know. They know the best practices. They're upstanding members of their communities. And if you're buying or selling a house, you're going to want to work with one of them. I don't ask you to trust me ever on anything. I, we have vetted these people six ways to Sunday. I want you to see the difference for yourself. You just contact realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying or selling. It can be across the street or across the country. And we'll have a real estate agent, hopefully, that will be in your area that uh, will be the right person for you. But you interview them yourself. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a new Times-Siena College poll out, Glenn, on the election. Shows Trump with a big lead in the Republican primary um, over DeSantis, mm. who's at 17%, and then everybody else at 3% or less. So really, you know, the two-person mm. race sort of pointing out, you know, as a, I mean, in the race isn't that close between Trump and DeSantis, but they knew the first debate is in about three weeks. So it's really going to kick into gear. Then they have a... Um, a general election poll, uh, Trump versus Biden, where I think it's, they have it tied at 43 with uh, a bunch of people undecided, uh, which is, you know, certainly not what the media would tell you is going on. Um, uh, although this particular media source did tell us that that was going on. It's important to note. Um, and then uh, they also have the, Rep- the Democratic primary, which, of course, is not particularly interesting. But one thing that does it's 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 officially stuck in my craw, Glenn. This is this has become stuck in my craw, and this has nothing to okay. do. Forget whatever RFK Jr.'s positions are. We will throw them all out here. You may love his position on vaccines. You may hate his position on global warming. Throw them all out here for a second. Can we stop acting like this guy is a phenomenon? He, yes, he had a poll where he was at twenty percent. Okay, that was in May. He is not built off of this at all. He has not approached 20% again in any of these polls. He has not hit 20. And the latest poll has him at 13%. It also has Marianne Williamson at 10%. He is outperforming Marianne (laughs) Williamson by 3%. This is not a phenomenon. This man does not need to be constantly covered with everything that he says. You may like his opinions. You may not like them. Whatever you think, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, this guy has not caught fire. He has not built off of the audience that he started with. In fact, he seems to have lost a significant percentage of it. And, like, I just can't take it. I, I just... And it goes back many years with him. You had a big argument with him on CNN headline news a million years ago after You're he threatened You're more upset your, about it than I am. I, I am. He basically yeah, I, threatened you and Rush Limbaugh's I life. So, I, yes, I was, I, was, I was a little upset about it. Well, uh, sorry about that. But still, I just let's get the forget election. he's not a big – this is not a big deal. He is, he is barely beating Marianne freaking Williamson. Does the election matter? Tomorrow, election denial. Refuse the black pill. Deny a deep state win in 2024. Tomorrow, we'll tell you exactly what the left is doing, what the right is not doing, 
and how dangerous pessimism program. is.